1: Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey.
0: All right and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary podcast. I'm your host Jay Massey and if this is your first time here, I am glad that you have chosen us and this episode to listen to uh, because we're going to talk a little bit about history and a whole lot about the future and definitely about cash flow as we continue. As many of you know, uh, there are multiple ways to go out there and create cash flow and that's great. And oftentimes we need competent advisors alongside us to make those things happen. You'd never know know. The what's available. And you've got to have individuals who are on the cusp of what's available because there's so many things that actually are available to all of us that no one person can master it all. And here's the whole point. Yes, you need to have a great tax plan, But you don't need to be the one who does the taxes. And that's what I'm trying to drive home here is that at the end of the day, when it comes down to you and I building our cash flow, growing our business, and preparing for the future, we need lots of competent individuals with us helping make that happen. So. Guess what? Today's guest is a former investment banker and even once, I didn't even know such an award existed for personal banker of the year, but guess we got one here today with us to where we can learn a lot about something called a 770 account. Now, here's the cool thing. I don't know what it is either, so we're going to be asking him all kinds of great questions. Help me welcome the CEO of the Arceo Financial Group, Edgar Arceo. Edgar, are you there?
2: Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, hello, Jay. Uh, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. It's, it's a true uh, great honor to to be
0: with you. I'm <laughs> definitely glad that you make the time. And I, I know we're going to learn a ton because we know nothing right now uh, about the 770. And I know you got it wired. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I got the question. Um I tend to look at today's entrepreneurs, you know, you you being one. Today's entrepreneurs, a lot like yesterday's superheroes. So, you know, we have Superman and Batman and you got Wonder Woman and you got the Hulk and all kinds of superheroes who are, well, super in their own right for many different reasons. Here's the thing. Before they were super they were regular individuals, something happened to them, maybe their planet exploded or their parents died, I don't know, but they decide to take that tragedy and turn it into triumph, and most importantly, start saving other people. That's what entrepreneurs do. But mm-hmm. here's my question. Before you were CEO and helping lots of people with their finances, who is Edgar our CEO? <laughs> Oh,
2: God, you know, we can be talking here forever, but I can tell you this. I was, you know, before I even tell you about myself, I want to tell everybody, because you probably noticed that I have an accent So I don't want people to be wondering through the whole podcast, where's he from? And they're not paying attention to what (laughs) we're saying. So uh, right now I can just tell everybody I'm from Mexico, from Mexico City. And and when I came to the United States, I wanted to do ministry. That was my whole passion, to do Christian ministry. So that was what I wanted to do before. But I had some... uh, I guess weird teachings in my in my head that they were telling me that you have to be poor if you wanna you know serve Christ that you you don't need to have all these riches and you know big uh, uh, houses or whatever that you need to 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 pretty much do like a vow of poverty and that was my mindset when I came here I didn't have anything I have fifty dollars in my pocket I didn't speak English <laughs> I mean I it, it was hard for me I was trying to 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 get into the ministry. Uh, as much as i could and uh and you know you're talking about the superheroes and and it's true there was always a point in time where they change where they destiny changed, and i guess that's when um i realized that god was not here to to punish me or to tell me to 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 be poor or to or to just you know just be pay all my cur- the the curses or whatever it is, but that God was here to bless me, that God was poor so I can be rich, that God did an exchange of all the curses for all the blessings that 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 I am allowed, and, uh, and not just that, but I am an inheritance, uh, inherited, uh, how do you say that? that
1: Good enough, that Good I, enough, we got
2: you. Uh, Okay, great, yes, that that I have uh, his inheritance on me. So when, when I realized that, my mind... Changed at that point, and I was like, "Wait a second! I can have that." God actually wants me to be uh, uh, prosperous. God wants me to be uh, a blessing to others. But how can I be a blessing when I don't have money? So when that happened, my mind changed, and I started praying for different things. And uh, and to be honest, when God told me to start this business as my ministry, I was kind of sad about it because I always thought about ministry like going on mission trips or helping a church or teaching or preaching or whatever it is. And when I heard that, I was like, this this doesn't match with what I had in mind. But, uh, but that was a turning point when I accept God's destiny for me is when I start I guess building my, uh, uh, my, my business and to help others because then God start telling me it's just that I want you to, to help people succeed financially. I want to, you to, to teach people how they can not just be prosperous themselves, but also pass, uh, an inheritance for future generations, not just for, uh, their children, but even their grandchildren that most of the time we don 't even think about those kind of things so uh, when that happened is when I realized what God wanted me to do here, and is when you know from having fifty dollars in my pocket in a country that i that I didn't even speak the language to to being the CEO of the arcel financial group uh, but it was all change of mentality all having the right believing, and uh, and when that happened is when everything started happening in my life.
0: Indeed, it does, and that is typically how it goes. We don't really know the mission that we're on uh, until we're told, and then when the mission appears, you execute and, and you move in that particular direction. So let's dive in a little bit, because before you started your business, you were working for other financial institutions, correct?
2: That is correct.
0: And for them, what was so? What gave you the courage? I, I guess is the, I think I know the answer because it, it sounds like a very similar answer for myself. But what gave you the courage to go? You know what? I can do this better, and more importantly, I, I can I, I can do this in a way that I think will make a bigger difference.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, of course, you, you know the answer. When I was working there, they always try to train you in a way you know, to, to for you to sell more products, more instruments, whatever it is. And many things I like, you know what, I don't like that. I will do this instead. And I will tell them and they will never hear me. They're like, no, you have to follow. And I will always always ask why. And <laughs> and every time they tell me, no, that because this and that, I will always have more questions. Like, I'm not gonna sell this product until I know everything about it. And until I, I'm convinced that that is the best for my, for my clients. So they were not happy with that. So after a lot of things like that uh, in, in the workplace and after talking, even with human resources, telling them, I think this is an unethical practice and, you know, many things like that. I, I came to a point, I was like, you know what, this is not worth it. I am, uh, I, I am fighting too much. I can cannot do the best for my clients anymore so even though that i was succeeding at my at my uh work i i just made the decision to to quit and start my own uh company because i thought i could do much better for for my clients and uh so it was hard because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you have your work it's- it, it's uh, you. You get your your salary. You get your incentives every month. You know what's going to happen next month when you start a new business. <laughs> you don't know nothing. You have no idea what's going to happen. I just got married at that point, so it was carry. He was not in my comfort zone. But, you know, I thought like God was telling me to do this uh, for a purpose in my ministry. And I just followed the lead. I just followed the uh, Holy Spirit lead. And I was like, OK, you, you <laughs> are in control. I'm going to do it. I don't know how am I going to do it, but hey, right. let's do it.
0: <laughs> and, and that's that's kind of the point that I wanted to drive home, because as we're entrepreneurs out there, Going to build our business and serve our customers, and find, <laughs> you you go through these levels of transition. And I don't think most people realize that those levels of transition are you know part of the process. That you know sometimes we want to say, okay, I'm going to just function differently tomorrow. I'm super entrepreneur, and everything is going to be perfect. Rarely. <laughs> rarely <laughs> does it go that smoothly. And it's usually born through frustration because I shared a very similar frustration as you when I was a financial planner, et cetera, et cetera, is I didn't like the way things were being done and I didn't feel like I could actually do the things. I would come up with solutions and they're like, yeah, you can't do that. I'm like, why? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> why not? Because that's the solution. Um, so I, I totally... I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And I completely understand the decision that you felt like you had to make in order to properly serve uh, individuals. So tell us, uh, you said you were recently married. So that there had to be, I know for many entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their business, they've got this conversation that they typically have to have with someone important. So, you, you, you know, you got married, you're you got this, you know, comfortable looking, comfortable looking job. You, hey, this is what we do. I know what my husband does. Everything is good. And then you go, hey, honey, I got an idea. I want to quit this and start something over here. That can tend to be a difficult conversation for some people. And I'm just curious, what tips or advice would you give to the individual who is facing a similar conversation for themselves?
2: Well, I, it, maybe it was a little simpler for me because we uh, we are followers followers of Christ, so we pray a lot together. We we do a lot of things together as far as planning, and uh, so when I told her about this. And and I told her what I felt in my heart, like I felt peace in my heart. Somehow she felt also peace in her heart, even though that it was scary for her as well, of course. But she felt peace in her heart. So when that happens, it's just very easy to, to, to go for it. Now, if she would have told me, you know what, I don't think that's the right decision. I don't know if I would have done it or not, because, of course, you know, my wife is is my best friend. Uh, If she doesn't have peace, there can be something wrong here and I have to pray more about it. But, you know, when I talk to her and I, told her about what I felt in my heart that God was telling me, man, she was a hundred percent with me. And that helped me a lot because as you know, the first month or even the first year is so hard when you start a business and she was a hundred percent with me. So that helped. I, I, I can even tell you if I would have done this by myself before getting married, I would probably have, given up in the first couple of months because it was just too hard but since she was there supporting me all the time man this was easy it was very easy
0: <laughs> so and and that's one of the things that I think everybody needs to know is that growing a business, no matter what kind of business it always it, it's always harder than you think and and we've had i've heard it said think estimate it's going to take twice as long as you think it's going to take cost you <laughs> twice as much and, and it's going to feel like you're moving through molasses backwards you know it's it is slow. And you, there's so much growth that's required. So uh, I I commend you for being a, one of those brave individuals going out there to serve your clients. So speaking of which, tell us a little bit about the Arceo Financial Group, what you guys do and bring to the table. And then I want to dive into uh, this new type of account that I have definitely not heard of that I want to <laughs> understand what this financial tool is that uh, we could be taking advantage of in various different ways.
2: Well, uh, they're a financial group. I started this uh, exactly because I wanted to help my clients succeed financially. It's, it's as simple as that. So I, of course, I want to understand the clients, not just try to sell them something. And uh, so I want to get to know them. I want to them to 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 tell me what are their goals. And, and based on 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 a lot of factors, I want to put a plan together for, for them. Sometimes the plan is even going with another financial institution or, uh, you know, somebody else, not even with me. If I don't feel like I have uh, the uh, the instruments to help them out with the plans that they have, I tell them, you know what? Uh, this, uh, you know, I don't have all the tools that, that that I need for you to succeed financially. I can help you maybe with a couple of things here, but let's do this together with somebody else or with another uh, financial institution or something like that. So. I wanted the Ourself Financial Group to be a ministry, a true ministry, uh, where we can just help people no matter what. Even if we don't get any money out of it, it's okay because that is our ministry. That's our mission, to help them no matter what.
0: Now, Now, I want everybody to hear this very, very clearly. What he just said is the very reason I ended up in real estate. It was the same thing we just made. Different decisions for the same reason. He said, I'm going to take it on myself and still help people in paper assets and financial world. I said, you know what? I'm just going to help people in real estate because that seemed easier so to speak uh from everything else that because I, I understand the world that he has to play in and the, and the extra work it takes to be able to have your your own financial group and make those things work it, it's not for the faint of heart i mean they're between the rules and the regulations and all the licenses oh, and requirements gosh. and continuing education that yeah. is required uh, to, to pull that off it, it's not a small feat in any way shape or form and i was just like you know what i i don't I, I did, I said, I don't want to do that. He <laughs> has chosen to do that. And I, I and oh man, he's a, a very rare individual. And the interesting thing, and that's why I want you guys to hear this. The interesting thing is not all uh, financial planners or individuals in his space are even willing to recommend other services. Cause that was my challenge is that I wanted to tell people, Hey, you got to use a combination of this and a combination of this in order to achieve your goal. But. I, I couldn't do that. I was not, I wasn't the CEO of where I was working. I could not do that. Uh, and he has the ability to do that. And when you can find someone as a real estate investor, when you can find a financial planner who's willing to have that kind of mindset, you too can make, you know, help a lot of people uh, uh, uh with your respective missions grow a lot of their wealth. So. I personally commend you for being that person because there aren't there aren't enough of you. That's what I'm trying to say.
2: <laughs> Thank you Jay. Thank you very much and and you know what that even happened when I was working at the bank. Many times they will come and I will just send them somewhere else and I told them just please don't tell anybody that I told you this because they are going to fire me but hey, this right. is the best way for you to go. <laughs> so and that's how I became the personal banker of the year. Everybody will trust me and everybody will refer me people over and and that's how I uh, you know was named the personal
0: banker of the year. <laughs> that's (laughs) actually kind of funny right there (laughs) (laughs) but that's the truth that's what it takes and and those are the things that I, i want people to hear is that you don't yes your business has to sell but you don't have to sell unethically yes your business has to produce customers and profit but by doing the right thing you can still prosper as well as you're out there helping other individuals so um the at at what is it that you guys tend to specialize in, in terms of how, how do you help people? Like, what's your what's your major uh, area of focus?
2: We specialize on exactly the, uh, the the topic of the day, that is the seven seven zero accounts, or okay. you know, uh, a lot of people call it the infinite banking concept. That's how I personally call it, the infinite uh, banking
0: concept. Got it. Okay.
2: that's why we specialize we use other instruments here and there but that is the foundation of everything we do
0: got it so for those who might not know uh, explain to us the concept and then some uh, of first and then we'll talk about some of the instruments and tools you might use to execute that uh, in in various different ways
2: well the seven seven many people have seen maybe videos online and and uh and they are probably wondering what exactly is a 770 account. And and, and it's very easy. The, the, this account was named because of the 770-2 section of the IRS code that talks about life insurance. <laughs> so, so it is no more than life insurance. It's kind of like the 401k section of the IRS that talks about that qualified retirement plan. Same thing, the 770-2 section that talks about life insurance. Now, however, instead of trying to get the greatest debt benefit, like a lot of people wants to get the greatest debt benefit for the lowest premium possible, we do the opposite. Uh, we, uh, you need to purchase the lowest debt benefit required by law, and we can talk more about that, and pay the highest premium that you can afford. And and that will... Um, enable you to invest the greatest amount of excess cash in the policy beyond the true cost of insurance. So in other words, we're reversing the approach taken by most uh, purchases of life insurance in order to use your life insurance policy primarily as a living benefit rather than a debt benefit. That benefit is just a bonus, but we want to use it as cash accumulation.
0: Got it, got it. Now, I know as soon as you said the words life insurance there were <laughs> there was a number of people who went oh and if they're still <laughs> listening right now i commend them because I, I remember in my days when i was working with life insurance i knew the quickest way to clear a room and to make people be quiet is to let them know that i sold life insurance they're, they're like <laughs> i'm they just scattered they're gone so I want you to tell us from your perspective, what are the most typical situations in which this type of structure has been beneficial for your clients? Who is that person? Because I'm guessing that there's a number of them listening right now.
2: Well, uh, what we're trying to do here is uh, come up with a steady conservative Approach that will guarantee them a certain rate of return uh, with no risk and tax free, which a lot of people are looking for something like that. So, we are not promising huge amounts of rate of return like 10, 20, 30 percent. That's not going to happen here. But if you are looking for something that is secure, there's no risk. It is tax-free, and it has some other benefits that we can talk about it, but one of my favorites is that you can use it as your own bank, and I can explain how that you can use it as your own bank. Uh, and also, one thing is that this is not something that you're, you're going to get rich quick in a couple of years. I mean, this is a long-term Commitment, a long-term strategy, and that's why it works really well for like retirement plans and things like that. We're not talking that you're gonna be rich in a couple of years. If if that's what you are trying to do, then this is not the account for you. And I mean, we can look at other options maybe and and come up with the best thing for you. But we're talking about seven. 10 or more years and then this strategy will be for you it will give you a very competitive rate of return and you know probably even better than a mutual fund and we can talk about that later as well uh, but um, but it will give you a, a guaranteed at least rate of return that is that is hard to, to find these days at least
1: <laughs> sure
0: sure sure well and here's a couple of things that I know if if I know the people listening right now there are a couple of words that you said that I you're going to have to explain because that while I may have an understanding of what you're saying, I want to make sure that they hear what it is that you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. When you say no risk,
1: explain that a little bit more clearly as to exactly what you mean. Are you tired of letting good cash flow generating ideas go to waste? Go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash ready to apply for a complimentary. Yes, that means free one on one breakthrough session. Take action now. Go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash ready. Again, that's cashflowdiary.com forward slash ready. Before we get back to today's episode of the Cashflow Diary podcast, your host Jay Massey has some important insights to share with you.
0: All right. So I wanted to make sure that everybody is on the same page. I mean, you've been coming here for a while. You've been listening. You've been hoping and now we're going to be doing some teaching and instructing for you. So I'm going to tell you how to get access to some information absolutely free. Many of you have known that we've been doing apartment buildings and commercial real estate as well as raising private capital. And we get questions from you guys time, from time to time. So one of the things that I wanted to do is to let you guys in on a way for me to give you guys some more information some very direct here's what you need to do steps 1 2 and 3 on how to get deals done literally using none of your own money or credit and with all kinds of unique ways and strategies. We've started uh what we call our cash flow core membership, cash flow core membership. So what does that mean? That means right now you get to because you listen here, go over to cashflowdiary.com forward slash reviews. That's cashflowdiary.com forward slash reviews. That's with an S, R-E-V-I-E-W-S. When you go there, if you leave us a review for the podcast, I'm going to let you test out the membership for 30 days. My guess is you're going to love it and hopefully you'll stay. But even if you don't, it's all good. I know that you will have learned a few things in the meantime. Again, leave us a review on iTunes. Then go over to cashflowdiary.com forward slash rev- reviews. And what you're going to see inside is some information on how to raise some private capital, how to get some apartment buildings done. You'll be able to talk to me uh, on a Facebook group as well as participate in some of our live trainings that we've got going on. Again, complimentary for 30 days. My gift for you. Let's get back to it.
2: Well, uh, they guarantee it. This is a contract that you are doing with a life insurance company, and they have guarantees. Uh, there are a lot of types of, of, of life insurance policies, and I'm not talking about the ones that have no guarantees or very poor guarantees. I'm talking about the ones that they are giving you a very good uh, guarantee. They guarantee, for example, to give you about 3% on your cash value every year, no matter what. And on top of that, if they have dividends, well... You know, that's that's awesome. So um, these these companies have been in business for about one hundred and twenty. Some of them, they have been in business for more than one hundred and sixty years and they have been paying every single claim. And they have been giving these guarantees plus dividends every single year, even through the Great Depression, even through the uh, World War One and Two, even through the uh, stock market crashes, They it didn't matter. They kept their promises. They were giving their guarantees. They were giving dividends on top of that. They were paying all their claims. And I, I don't think there's any other institution out there that can claim the same thing. So uh, that's what I'm saying about guarantees. And there's no risk, you know, because of, of what they have done in the past.
0: Got it. Totally understood. Now, when it comes to life insurance, I know some people thinking... Um, I'm like 25. I, why Why would I want to care about something like this today? Uh, I'm sure you have some information for us that you'd love to share. Of
2: course. I, when I started my own policy, it was about 10, 11 years ago. I didn't have family. I was, you know, in my 20s. <laughs> so... Uh, I didn't care about the debt benefit either, but I understood the concept. I read a book that is the infinite banking concept, uh, Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And uh, and when I understood the concept, I was like, "This is a no-brainer. I need to do this. Who cares about the debt benefit? I want the cash uh, accumulation that this policy can give me. And I want to become my own banker. I want to be able to finance everything through my policy. I want to be. Uh, I want to have control over my money. And th- and that was one of the main things: having control over your money. Nobody controls the money except you. You are the owner of the policy, and uh, and you can." control everything there. So for for, for anybody that is hearing me and they're like, I don't need a debt benefit, neither do I. I mean, I didn't need it. Now, now that I'm married and about to have kids, I can tell them that this is a huge blessing now to also have a debt benefit. And it will be a blessing (laughs) to you as well, believe me. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't care about the debt benefit, this is an amazing tool for you.
0: Uh, Now, I know that there are a number of people who have heard the concept, especially as real estate investors, we think about becoming your own banker or being the bank in a completely different way than what (laughs) you mean at this particular moment. So when you say you get to be your own bank, what does that really mean?
2: Well, let me tell you something first. I want to explain everybody that how bank works, if you don't mind. Oh, by all means, uh, this is going to be,
0: well, it's either going to be good or some people are going to be really mad when they understand what you're about to say. But that's okay. Let's go for it. Because
2: I wanna, we, we want to mimic what they are doing in a small scale, of course. So we need to understand how they operate. And uh, so think about this for a second. You put your money inside a bank account, okay? It can be, I don't know, a CD, a money market, whatever it is. They will pay you from nothing or 0.05% to maybe 1% or so. And they will charge you maybe 20% to use it, right? So think about that. Let's say that you deposit $10,000 and you put it in a city and they are going to tell you, okay, we, we can pay you a 1% and you know, some banks, they don't even offer that. But they, let, let's say that they are paying you 1%. Now, they will lend that money to somebody that is buying, let's say, a car at a 7% rate right? So they are paying you as a depositor 1%. They are lending that same money, your money at a 7% rate. Now, you will think that the bank made a killing, right? (laughs) Because they just made how much there? And everybody will say, well, this is 6% easy return for the bank, right? But that is wrong. They made actually 600% on that transaction, and probably people are right now like scratching their head. How, how did that happen? Well, think about this. They, uh, on, on that $10,000, they had to pay 1%, which is how much? $100, right? So 1% of $10,000, they had to pay $100. But they made $700. So really, they, it's like they invested $100 and they got $700 out of it. So what is the rate of return? That is a $600 profit on $100 that they invested. I hope that you are following me, but that is a 600% rate of return.
0: And and just so that we're clear of that 600%, how much do I get?
2: You got
0: 1%. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds totally fair. Um, now, the other thing to understand, everyone, did and, uh, is that has nothing to do with things like fractional reserve banking and the Fed's rate and the fact that they can just literally go get a whole lot more money anytime they kind of want to. So just keep this in mind that this is over and above everything that you've been hearing in the news.
2: Keep going. <laughs> exactly, now, like you were saying, I wish that would be all the profits that they are making, but it doesn 't stop there with that ten thousand dollars because the client will pay that money back, the car loan, and the bank will lend it to another person for maybe let 's say a credit card, and you know they charge maybe twenty percent, sometimes even more than twenty percent interest rate, so if they are paying one percent and they are making twenty percent, can you now calculate the rate of return there? <laughs> That's almost 2,000%. 2,000%
1: right.
2: that they are making. And that cycle repeats multiple times. They receive all the profits, and they will give the depositor a $100, a $100 contribution at the end of the year. Uh, now, when it's time to lend that money, are they going to use their own money, or are they going to use somebody <laughs> else's money? <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, Uh, as I said, as you go through this, either we're going to be informed or mad or both. Um, I'm going to take option number two.
2: (laughs) Exactly. The bank don't take risks. They will risk your money. They are not going to risk their own money. They keep their money safe with no risk. Now, the main question here is where do the banks keep their money? And you are going to be surprised, maybe. I don't know. But they don't put the money on the stock market. (laughs) I mean, they don't put it on on another savings account. I mean, they don't follow their own advice. (laughs) They advise you to to put your money on, on their savings, on the CDs, or even on the stock market. But they don't follow that. They put a large portion of their money in life insurance policies. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why I want everybody to to, to understand they are either uh, dumb or they know what they are doing. One of those two things.
0: I'm going to go with banks got large buildings so they know what they're doing. (laughs)
2: Exactly. They buy life insurance policies by the truckloads. They have about $140 billion worth of permanent life insurance. And uh, of course, Bank of America and Wells Fargo are the biggest banks and they have about $20 billion each on life insurance policies. So uh, they must know something that we do not know. And they may be using it in a, in a way that we probably don't even know. And that's what I want to teach them. And, and now I can answer your question, I guess, about how they can use this as their own bank, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, well, and, man, I just want to give you a little data very quick so I can tell them how sure. they can their own bank, uh, their policy of their own bank. Um, I read a statistic that's online that says that about 40% of our income goes to pay taxes. I don't know if you agree with me, but and I
0: probably think... Probably higher if you're not a real estate investor, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> go for it.
2: That's, you know, property taxes, sales taxes, income taxes. But about 22% of our money goes to pay interest to somebody else. 22%. Wow. Now, the normal... I guess, average American is saving about 3% of their money, maybe 3 to 5%. And they are so concerned about the 5% or the 3% that they are saving. And they are so concerned. They're trying to do a budget. They are trying to save more money. Nothing wrong with creating a budget. That's great. But they are trying to, instead of saving 3%, they want to save maybe 6%. And they are trying their best. And, and that's fine. And Or they are also talking about You know, maybe creating more wealth by putting their money in uh, the stock market, maybe, you know, making 10 percent instead of the 5 percent that they are getting. Of course, that involves more risk and maybe they will lose their money, but they are always so concerned about that little number, that 3 percent. And they don't pay attention to the 22 percent that they are giving away to somebody else. So what we are teaching our clients is how they can become their own banker by starting this policy. So this is how it works. You start your policy. Every time you have a cash value inside the policy, now you can use that as as your, your own bank pretty much. So, for example, some of my clients may have fifty, a $100,000 in the cash value, or even if they have $20,000, it doesn't matter. But next time that they need to buy a car, instead of going to the bank like I was explaining and paying a 7%, 10 or whatever it is, percent to the bank, now you come to your policy, get a loan from your policy and pay yourself back. Now that 7% that the bank was making out of you, you are making that 7% inside the policy. And and, and this is how it works. And it depends which life insurance you are, you are working with. At least uh, the ones that I'm working with they they work like this. Whenever you take a loan from your policy, let's say that you have $20,000 cash value, you take $10,000 loan, even though that you are taking $10,000 out, they keep paying the same interest and the same dividends like if you wouldn't have touch a penny. So a lot of people are very uh, – they love the compound interest and uh, – Many people say that is the eighth wonder of the world, the compound interest. But there is one basic concept about how money works uh, that a lot of people ignore, and that is uninterrupted compound
1: interest.
2: Notice the word uninterrupted. That is the part that everyone misses. So when we have this policy, we have uninterrupted compound interest because even though that we may be using the policy to finance things, the compound interest never stops inside the policy. And that is how you can start using your policy as your own bank. And, And even if you are Doing this for business purposes, you can even deduct the interest that you are paying back to yourself. I mean, it an amazing tool. There are so many benefits that we can talk about, but that's pretty much how they can use their policy as their own bank.
0: Got it. Now, some of you are probably wondering, well, okay, I do real estate. How does this apply? Well, let me just give you some insights uh, <laughs> that you might want to consider. For example, when you're doing a rehab, you don't spend all of the money all of the time. Over and over again. If you do multiple rehabs, there's probably a certain amount that you have sitting in reserve at any given particular moment. That's just one of many ways of thinking about alternative uses for the idle cash that you have on the side that's not doing a whole lot at this moment and waiting for you to come and use it. One of the interesting things that I like about this whole concept is the fact that y- you can begin to, because uh, every one of your expenses is someone else's income, and when he was talking about the interest expense, instead of paying it to the bank, you're going to pay it to yourself or to the policy in this p- particular case, which then is kind of cool. You were going to have a car payment anyway. You might as well, uh, since you're okay with that, you might as well pay it to yourself <laughs> as opposed to paying it to the bank. Now, there's also something that you said that I found was interesting, and I, I, I want to really underscore this. Um, this is not a do it. This is like, don't try this at home type of thing. You know, <laughs> they, you, this is not something you execute on your own because he, he hinted at it, but he didn't go that deep into the fact that not all insurance companies or plans are created equal to actually give this benefit. If you want, I would mm-hmm. love for you to expound upon that just a little bit more.
2: Absolutely. And and you are right on that. I mean, you cannot just go with your normal insurance agent and say, Hey, I want a 770 account. First of all, he's going to look at you weird. Like, I have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about. And second of all, he will probably sell you a, a life insurance policy that will not work very well. So there are a couple of things that you should be looking for. The first thing is that it should, you should be looking for a mutual life insurance company. Mutual just means that, uh, when you buy one of these uh, life insurance policies or participant whole life insurance policies, you are kind of like a shareholder of the of the company. So that means that if they have a profit, it doesn't go to the CEO. It goes to the policyholders. They have to divide the profits upon policyholders. That's what we're looking for. Otherwise, it's going to take forever to, for you to break even, maybe 10, 15, 20 years. It's going to take forever to break even. So. So that's the first thing, a mutual insurance company. The second thing is that... You should be looking for a company that has a good reputation. Uh, I just do business with companies that are rated A, A plus, or or more. Uh, if they are rated B or C, you know I, I don't trust my money. I mean, you're, we're putting a very large amounts of money, so let's go with with rep, um, with, with companies that are rated at least A or A plus. Uh, that's the second thing, and the third thing that I will be looking for, and. Uh, This is not always the case, but most of the time I want to go with a non-direct recognition company, non-direct recognition company. What that means is that you can use it, like I was explaining, your policy as your own bank. That means that when you are taking some money out of the policy to finance whatever you want to finance, they keep paying the same dividends. If they, if that company is not a non-direct recognition, they won't pay you dividend on that money that you just took out. So, uh, so it, it can be very important. Sometimes it's not that important, but it can be very important. And, and I guess the last thing is that if you go with somebody, just, Try to find somebody that has the knowledge the experience setting these type of accounts uh, uh, you know ask them how many years they have been doing these type of accounts uh they, you know maybe they can show you some some contracts that they have done before uh, and 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 this is something that you can look for if they if they present you a policy and it's taking let's say 10 or more years for you to break even, there's something wrong with that policy. It normally takes me, with my average client, maybe five years, Uh, sometimes even less than five years. It depends. Sometimes it takes me eight years at the most to break even. So if it's taking you more than 10 years to break even, there's something wrong with that policy. And something that I would love to... To, to tell everybody is that, you know, I would love to help you out personally, but if if, if you don't feel like it, that's fine. You can go with somebody else and you can send me the illustrations. And I have no problem just checking that illustration for you, just making sure that you are getting the best policy that you can get. And, uh, and, uh, and lastly, I will go with a broker just because I don't want when uh, an insurance agent is working for just one company because mm. guess what? He can just sell that company's uh, policies no no, so even though that that could be a great company, one company is not always the best for everybody, so a broker will work best if if he works with five, ten, fifteen companies because he 's going to look for the best company I mean it takes me sometimes hours to put the right policy for for a client looking at all these companies and structuring the policy because it's also very important that they know how to structure the policy because we want this to be tax-free. And sometimes when they don't know how to structure the policy, sometimes it can become a mech. We can talk more about it, but it pretty much means that it's not going to be tax-free anymore. And there can be even penalties if you use the money.
0: Got it. Now, a couple of things that I... I, One thing I definitely want to make sure that everybody understands, uh, because you probably have... If you just heard that, you're like, wow, this sounds complicated and like a lot of work and it can be and that's why we work with professionals who understand that and that's that's one of the major things that I want to underscore now he's offered something to you that you may not completely understand the value of when he was saying that he would look at the illustrations those illustrations are the the offers for insurance that you're receiving from other individuals and he's saying hey look I, would you go with me or not that's not Important. What's important is that you get the right thing done. And to make sure that you're getting that, you need to send to him. He's making himself available, his team available to actually make sure that that's exactly what you are receiving, that you are getting what you think you're supposed to be getting and not the other way around. But the one thing that I I really want to make sure that people. Heard and get because this you can look up on your own, and this is probably a definitely a, a take home exercise, if you will, that I would strongly recommend everybody try. You heard him mention about insurance companies being rated, you're like. I, what is that? What is A and, and B and the A plus and the triple A's? And what I, what rating are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I would love for you to to help us understand that just a little bit better and possibly some of the resources that you use to look up a, cus, uh, a company's rating so that somebody could even practice tonight and look up their own company's rating to figure out what's going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, they can, it's very easy. You can
0: just Actually, just Google it and you can find it very easily
2: online. What is the rate uh, of any particular company? So but how life insurance operate on their legal reserves, legal reserves means that the life insurance companies have to legally maintain so much money reserves accounts to cover all their liabilities at any given moment. Uh, This means that companies have to have the money on hand to pay claims and to keep their promises to their clients. And these reserves are heavily monitored. So when, when the rating comes, they are monitoring how much reserves they have, uh, comparing that with the liabilities. So, um, you know, like, for example, all the life insurance companies that I recommend have big legal reserves. For example, one has $1 with 25 cents in reserves for every dollar they owe. Another has almost 50 cents more for every dollar they owe. So that means that even if the country went into a financial depression and even if the company had a huge number of debt claims, the insurance company will have an additional 25 to 50 cents in reserves for every dollar they have committed to pay out to others. So that's, that's one of the things that they monitor, but what that's one of the main things.
0: Got it. Excellent. So at this point, I'm going to say that their brain is full, Uh, you know, they're (laughs) like, wow, this sounds heavy. So here's what I would love. Uh, There's probably, you know, a number of you who are like, I I would love to explore this for my situation. I can see how I might be able to use something like this. If they want to get uh, more information about what their next steps are, uh, what how do we find out more about what you have going on?
2: Well, they can do a couple of things. They can go to my website. You will probably have the link uh, there, but it's uh, www.arceofinancial.com, and uh, you can just contact us there. We have some information there. You can contact me directly. My phone number is 615-584-0462, or you can just send me an email. Sometimes that's the best way to, to reach me because I had so many appointments through the day, praise God. And my email is uh, it's going to be there, the link, but I'm going to mention it really quick. is edgar, E D J R at arsegofinancial.com. And uh, so if you have any questions, if you want to see if a policy is right for you or not, just send me the illustration. It's not going to take me too long to to make sure that you are receiving the best. If it is the best, I will tell you, yes, go for it. Or if not, I will I will just let you know. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, I got to ask the, one of our final questions here. There's probably a person or two right now who, who might be in a situation similar to how you started or what have you. They, they got an idea. They think, you know, maybe my mission, maybe I can make a difference. Maybe I can help people, uh, too, kind of like Edgar does. Uh, but they're concerned. Will it work? Can I make it? Uh, should I even start trying? So my question to you, Edgar, is if you're talking to that person who's considering putting on their superhero outfit for the first time (laughs) in their life, they're like, I I want a cape too, I want to be special like that, what would you say to them?
2: Oh Well, I will say, go for it, (laughs) always, all the time. And and, and this is why. Uh, There are many things, but one is that if you don't do it, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. If it doesn't work... There's, it's not a big deal, you know. I, I mean, you can go back and do whatever you're doing right now. There's no big deal. But if you don't do it, you're going to always ask yourself, what if? And that's the worst feeling ever that you can have. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing, I mean, I'm a Christian person. I always pray. I always uh, ask God about this. Uh, but uh, th- that's what I will do first. Pray and wait the until god puts that peace in your heart to go for it maybe this is not for you maybe god is telling you hey maybe you are thinking about this is going to be your ministry but god is telling you that this other thing will be your ministry or whatever it is so i will tell you to pray about it and uh, wait for that peace of god that, you know, you will feel it in your heart. And, and uh, you know, ask people always, I mean, you have maybe people that loves you, ask them what they think. I mean, many people will say no. And, then and, and, you know, I got that too. But, you know, there are people that are really uh, love you uh, no matter what and that, that they trust you. So go with those people that are always supporting you and, and see what they say. Uh, but, you know, it's always a good idea to go for it, even if... If it doesn't work, but you know, and 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 lastly, when whenever you start. Don't quit. <laughs> it's very easy to quit after a couple months when you see nothing going on, and and that's normal. You are not going to see anything. I thought I was going to have all these clients for my first six months. I already calculate how much you know I was going to be able to to have and all those kind of things, and I got nothing for like six months or so, like not even one client, and it was it was hard to keep going, and uh, but you know because. I have my the support of my wife I just kept going and because God kept telling me I am with you I am going to make you successful because you are with me I just kept going and the result was that I now have so many appointments that I sometimes I have to say I cannot do it right now I have to maybe do it for next week I mean I I am very busy praise God and uh so just keep doing and and lastly all is about helping people. All is about finding a way to help people. And if, if your motivation is to make money, it's probably not going to work out. But if your motivation is to help people because you saw a need and you want to just help those peoples that have that need, you're going to be successful no matter what.
0: Awesome. Excellent. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to invest here at the Cashflow Diary audience. And thank you for all that you're doing to help individuals understand what their options are so that they can reach their financial goals.
2: Well, thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure uh, being with, with you.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. Yes, we're going to have links to everything inside the show notes. Just go over to the website. But most importantly, right now, what you must do is, hey, try that exercise. Go look up the insurance rating of your company and see where that begins to lead you. Give Edgar a call. Send him an email. Find out, am am I able, how can I use this 770, this strategy to my best benefit? Because I'm telling you, there's probably things there that you just haven't considered to make it happen. It's been fun talking to you guys today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.